0: I'm speaking with Claire Light. She's on the board of the Carl Brandon Society. Thank you for speaking with me, Claire.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Claire, tell us about the Carl Brandon Society. How did it come to be formed? It's a fascinating uh, body of people to trying to get uh, genre fiction and people of color uh, promoted.
1: Well, the Carl Brandon Society started in 1999 at the feminist science fiction conference WizCon, in Madison, Wisconsin. A bunch of... Uh, fans of color who happened to be at WizCon that year felt that they didn't have a uh, space or um, any uh, sort of attention at the convention given to issues of people of color in the speculative genres. So they asked for that space and they uh, formed around a panel discussion that was made available at the, at the con that that year. Um, so the Carl Bannon Society was just a member-driven society for several years, but two years ago we... Got our 501c3 um, tax exempt status from the government and became an official nonprofit. And uh, we now have a number of programs uh, advocating for writers of color in the speculative genres and um, giving fans of color uh, places online and at conventions to meet and talk to each other and discuss their issues.
0: Tell us about the namesake.
1: Carl Brandon uh, was a fictional black science fiction fan who was created as a hoax by Terry Carr and a group of white science fiction writers in the late 1950s. They wrote a number of um, fan fiction pieces under the name of Carl Brandon and wrote a number of letters to various zines and so forth. And um, Carl became a very, very popular writer for about two years and was actually nearly elected to president of a fan club before the hoax was revealed. So um, we felt very much that uh, Carl Brandon was a figure that represented the position of fans of color in science fiction fandom, which is overwhelmingly white, and um, that in the same way that uh, James Tiptree Jr., um, who is a woman, Alice Sheldon, wrote under this male name, under this fictional male persona, um, nowadays women can write under their own names we felt that um, nowadays writers of color and and fans of color can um, be in fandom under their own names um, as real people and so we used Carl as this sort of figure that sort of gestured towards uh, a past and, and a present that's informed by that past
0: So tell us what the Carl Brandon Society does and tell us about both the writers and the readers of color of speculative and other genre fiction
1: well, I can't tell you about the writers and readers of, of uh, genre fiction because there are so damn many. Can I say damn? Okay. Uh, but um, the Carl Banner Society has uh, two major programs. One is the Butler Scholarship, which sends two writers of color, up to two writers of color every year to the Clarion Workshops. And the Clarion Workshops are writer, writer's workshops for writers of speculative fiction, and um, and these workshops are sort of like the Harvard of speculative fiction writing. They, they, they will jump you into um, professional standing in the field, if anything can. Um, and then our other major uh, program is two literary awards, the Parallax and the Kindred Award, uh, which are given respectively to a, um, a writer of any color who writes about issues of people of color in speculative fiction, through speculative fiction, They're who writes speculative fiction about People of color issues, and um, an award for um, writers of color who write speculative fiction about any topic.
0: So tell us um, who do you personally, what was your introduction into genre fiction? Tell us how you got interested.
1: Well, Octavia Butler was actually my, um, my real introduction into, into the genres. I had read science fiction before, but um, it wasn't until I was in my 30s that a friend introduced me to Oct- Octavia Butler, and um, once I'd read one of her books, I went and tore through all the rest of them in the space of about six months. And um, although I'd been writing for most of my life and had been interested in writing science fiction, nothing had ever really come out that was science fiction-y. And um, after reading pretty much everything of Octavia Butler's, um, I sat down, and, and my first science fiction story just came flooding out. And I've been writing a lot of genre fiction since then. Um, but I really feel like she gave me a way to write about the, the issues that were important to me in fiction.
0: Now, I think that uh, actually science fiction and genre fiction is particularly well suited for speaking about people who have of color, who have their, the issues, because it's about otherness and differentness. Uh, a lot of it is so. Um, Talk about how you use the tropes and how you see the tropes of science fiction being used in by people of color in the genre.
1: Well, I, I think it's very interesting because um, a lot of well, science fiction, speculative fiction, have been uh, has been. Um, uh, dominated by white writers obviously um, for most of its existence and, um, and white writers do very often use speculative fiction to talk about um, otherness and alienness um, in the forms of um, uh, magical creatures and, and alien beings, um, and they use those as stand-ins for the alien other that um, Americans and, and, um, and Europeans encounter when they travel, um, when they go abroad, um, or when they're home and, um, and immigrants come to them. But um, I think the way that um, writers of color use science fiction is very different and much more complex. Um, I think because writers of color who write speculative fiction tend to be either colonized people or um, immigrants themselves, they um, have a dual perspective. And, And Octavia Butler is probably the best of among these, but she embodied that dual perspective in her writing where she would very often write from a human perspective in a situation in which humans were um, were both at home and the alien were being taken over by an alien other and being controlled so they were othered and at the same time they were um, they were at home and they were centered um, so I, I don't think that there's any easy soundbite um, to to use to discuss the use of speculative fiction for all of these issues because the issues are complex and speculative fiction allows for an enormous complexity in viewing these kinds of issues.
0: Can you tell me who some of the writers are who have gone through the Clarion program via the uh, Carl Brandon Society and talk about some of the writers you see as being uh, most, most uh, efficacious and important in the genre right now?
1: Well, I can tell you all the names of the writers who have, um, who have been to Clarion's through the scholarship. There's only five of them so far. We've only done it three years. Um, the 2007, we had Shweta Narayan and Christopher Caldwell. In 2008, we had Mary Burroughs and Karen Gusoff. And in 2009, we had Rachita Lonen ruiz We only had one last
0: year. Uh, tell me who out there right now, big names in the professional world, do you feel is carrying on the torch uh, of Octavia Butler?
1: Um, I think everybody who's ever read Octavia Butler and been inspired by her is carrying on her torch. And um, more specifically, we have um, one of the programs, the smaller programs that Carl Brandon Society does, is we produce Ethnic Heritage Month recommended reading lists, which are located on our website at carlbrandon.org. So if you want some names, you can go to the website and go to Resources, and you'll see the Ethnic Heritage Month lists on there, and those are all writers that we heartily endorse and recommend.
0: I've been speaking with Claire Light. She's on the board of the Carl Brandon Society. Thank you for joining me, Claire. Thank you very much.